Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property. We use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. That is one of the great solutions we have at our fingertips, folks. And we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest, I say the greatest, country on the face of the earth. We're not the greatest because we're better than anybody else. We're the greatest because we follow the principles of God Almighty, who is above government in case you didn't know. Self-governing based on the laws of God is the key to success. De Tocqueville wisely toured America back in the day and said, you know what? America's great because America's good. Listen carefully. If America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. And that's true for every other country on the planet as well, I might add. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Man, have I got a barn burner show for you today. News the networks refuse to use oozing out of the broadcast. I'll tell you that right now. We are live six days a week. If you didn't know, Monday through Saturday, two hours a day, we take to the airwaves and promote God, family, and country, life, liberty, property. We tell you the news the networks refuse to use and more, all from a constitutional perspective. We're not interested in Republicans or Democrats or liberals or conservatives or any of those labels. We jettison that entirely. When it comes to God, we look towards the scriptures, the Bible, and more. When it comes to family, we look to the traditional God-ordained family, male and female created he them, welcoming children as a blessing to their relationship of fidelity and stability and safety, the greatest structure on earth for the protection of God Almighty's children, regardless of race or creed or color or any of those things, right? And then country, we look towards the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. We consider those documents to be the political religion of our nation, ladies and gentlemen, as we, as a unique country, look past bureaucrats and professional do-gooders to God Almighty. And if we, as self-governed individuals, remain moral, remain good, then we will be great indeed. Welcome to the broadcast. Hopefully you understand who we are and what we're about. If you don't, listen a little longer and you'll get it. A quick recap of yesterday's show starts now. We talked to our guest, Mr. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org. Phenomenal gentleman. He's the um, coordinator for the Campaign for Liberty for the State of Utah. Does a phenomenal job, I might add. And we talked about Pelosi is still coming for your guns. Yes, she is, along with a variety of other Democrats, including Joe Biden and more. They're taking the gloves off. The House has already passed two anti-gun bills. What will the Senate do? Will the Republicans have the mojo in the Senate to stop it? You say, well, wait a minute, Sam. They don't have enough majority. They're in the minority. You got that right. But They can filibuster and they can do a lot of things. Just because they don't have all the cards, that doesn't mean they don't have tremendous authority and power. The Democrats stopped a ton of what the Republicans did. Right. By twisting arms and getting a few dissenters and et cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, we need to make sure we use our authority and power as the American people. If we fail in the Senate to defend our right to keep and bear arms, is, is the Bill of Rights codifying of that truth? Uh, remember, we also have state constitutions across the country that document your God-given inalienable right of self-defense as well. So we pray we hold strong in the Senate and stop it. There's a few Democrats that come to their senses, if you will. We also realize that there's a separation of powers, not only vertically, but horizontally as well. And therefore, the states and their state constitutions can say, you know, I appreciate that you want a federal gun grab, but not happening on my watch. And then we need to turn to the great decision rendered in America, which you probably don't know much about, huh? Because you haven't been told by the mainstream press. That's why we talk about on Liberty Roundtable Live. It's called News the Networks Refuse to Use, baby. That's what it is, right? All right, so listen up, ladies and gentlemen. This is really important to understand, right? What you need to understand is, folks, this is very, very simple stuff. Let me get this together here so I can highlight this for you appropriately. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to look towards the county sheriff America's last hope. How a local constitutional county sheriff, that's Richard Mack, beat former President Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. That's right. It's going to be a big presentation coming up. I'll tell you about the details later. But it's going to be, uh, or it is, I should say, the greatest 10th Amendment decision. It's the greatest states' right decision rendered in U.S. history, folks. We need to rely on that. What happened? It was over guns, too, I might add. And Bill Clinton told the nation and the nation's local officials, you will enact gun control via the Brady Bill. And a little old sheriff from a tiny county in Graham County, Arizona, said, no, I won't. (laughs) And Bill laughed and said, Sheriff, shut up, sit down, I'll arrest you. And the sheriff said, no, I don't think so. They went all the way to the Supreme Court, ladies and gentlemen, and Sheriff Richard Mack and others beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. And the decision is that one of the greatest Tenth Amendment decisions ever rendered, okay, in U.S. history. It basically said, look, there are dual sovereigns here. There are checks and balances. And you know what? The federal government has no authority in a state where there's a governor, an executive branch, where there's a judicial system a judicial branch, where there's a legislative body, a legislative branch, all the way down to the county level, there is no authority for the feds to demand or mandate, etc. any local official to do anything. Well, most people don't even know about Sheriff Richard Mack's incredible win at the Supreme Court where he beat Bill Clinton. Nobody knows about that because the mainstream press failed to tell you, folks. But I, on your radio, shall deliver the God-given news. Why do I say God-given? Because I believe that God was at the helm rendering that decision for states' rights. You ask the good sheriff someday, if you meet him, shake his hand, look him in the eye. Do you believe God helped you prevail in your Supreme Court decision? And you see what his answer is. All right. Anyway, lockdown, level liberty around the world. James Bavard with the peace. He's talking about how these lockdowns have really been a and it really been a, a shutdown of liberty everywhere, worldwide. It's bad in America, folks, but it's worse, way worse in other countries. You don't hear about it because the mainstream press in America doesn't tell you. But I'm telling you right now, it's dangerous. We've got to stand for the sacred cause of liberty. For if the United States falls, I don't know what hope is left. 
The United States is the great country. In fact, many, many, many constitutions around the world have been templated off of the United States Constitution. Isn't that a blessing for us to share the principles of liberty with the rest of the world, making other countries great in the process, helping them understand checks and balances and the the sharing of power and that government's above nothing, God is above government, right? This fundamental principle was unique in the day of the founders, but has proven successful as we look back over the last couple of hundred Years of success. Why are we starting to fail now? Because we're turning away from the principles I'm articulating. That's why it's obvious as all get out, if you're willing to think. Next headline is kind of in jest, if you will, but serious at the same time. An article written by Jacob Hornberger. What next? Spear control? (laughs) And he mocks the idea that we had an armed insurrection at the Capitol. Uh, Nobody was armed. They didn't have any guns. Nobody took guns away. Uh, But yet a guy had a spear and he was dressed up like a goofball. And so now it's spear control we got to have. He jokes, but he highlights some very fundamental principles in the great article highlighted by Lowell Nelson yesterday on the broadcast written by Jacob Hornberger. We also talked about to the governors that are reopening your states, how to defeat the attacks against you. An incredible article written by John Rappaport. We talked about that. We also talked about Ireland suspends AstraZeneca vaccine, the AstraZeneca vaccine amid blood clot reports. So now they say, hey, these vaccines are starting to give people blood clots. Danish, Norwegian, and Icelandic authorities have also taken similar precautionary steps. Now, why don't you hear about that in America? Because it's news the networks refuse to use. They won't tell you. They don't want you to know about this. They don't want you. They love the narrative. They get money from Big Pharma. They're in bed with government. If they choose to go against government and Big Pharma, they'll be cut off like I've been from Twitter. Yeah, because I dared to say there's a study about elderly people in Israel and how the vaccines are killing people 40 times more than the disease or the coronavirus itself and All I did was report on the report coming out from these physicians and Twitter shut me down saying I can't, you know, peddle that fake news that's harmful. What's going on in America, folks? The answer is a big violation of your First Amendment. That's what's going on. Vaccine versus the virus. Fatalities skyrocket as COVID vaccines increase. In fact, I just saw in the news. A fully healthy 39-year-old woman, a mother in Utah, took the vaccine, died. It's headlines in the mainstream press. But they're not really saying it's the vaccine. She was just healthy, took the vaccine, and hours later, dead. Of course, you can't say that's cause and effect there now. You don't have the scientific mojo. You don't have the scientific, well, even if you do have the scientific wherewithal to make a claim like that, and the licensing, then you're a quack, you're a nut. So you're not allowed to reject the official narrative, are you? Doesn't matter how truth it is. The real question, ladies and gentlemen, is am I more likely to die from the COVID or the vaccine? By the way, I say building your own health is much, much safer than taking the man-made experimental drug, RNA manipulating. (laughs) It's not even a vaccine, folks.
Ladies and gentlemen, may I ask you, what is the KQ? You know, the kosher question. Most Americans will spend their entire lifetime purchasing food from the supermarkets while having no idea that almost every packaged food product on the grocery shelves is certified kosher. Indeed, the kosher question encompasses not only food and religion, but also affects our economics, politics, and our identity. In an effort to promote awareness to the kosher question, developers have published an app for your smartphone that features a database of food products that have not been kosher certified. The Koshertified app has prominent advertisement on TPC's homepage, or you can check out its website at thekosherquestion.com. With the cesspool of politics getting even deeper these days, why not leave the swamp and start eating in favor of your own interests? Check out thekosherquestion.com today and download the app. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Not, a, not only did a healthy mother in Utah die, she was totally healthy, took the vaccine dead. And not only are we not allowed to speculate about that in the media or discuss it or be concerned or say an investigation should happen, they shut you down and kick you off all these platforms if you even speak of it. But now boxing legend, marvelous Marvin Hagler, suddenly died shortly after getting the vaccine, Joe Kovacs wrote the piece for WND.com. How do you deal with that kind of a deal? Where you're not even allowed to mention this kind of stuff. But when these people die, they're totally healthy. They die right after taking the cocoa shot. How do you uh, think anything different? Of course, they're not going to investigate. They're just going to tell you you're up in the night. But other countries are already canceling vaccines over these concerns, blood clots, etc., uh, you know, this is sad to say. We can't even have an, a, an open dialogue anymore. The genius of America is being put in a bottle. We better stand up. You better fund new media taking center stage, uh, radio stations and organizations and talk shows while you've got the opportunity because otherwise they'll be. That's right. Silenced. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally, would you please? Every penny will help us grow. And as we don't have the mainstream pl- uh, platforms that we used to have, Facebook, Twitter, etc. So far, Liberty Roundtable is still on Facebook, by the way. Uh, but they've given us grief, too. Uh, anyway, I digress, except to say that we really need to fund the new media while we have the opportunity, or I'm telling you, it'll be gone. You know what? We can fund it with our own money. We could do our very best to stand 
up for it. We can you know, do a lot of good things. But I'm telling you, we can't do everything. And I'm telling you that we need to stand up while we have the chance. All right, second hour yesterday, we had our guest on Dr. Scott Bradley. His collegiate series and website and his life has been dedicated to preserve the nation. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com, with webinars weekly, a thousand plus videos available, his collegiate series available, and more. His collegiate series is a book. It's stand-up DVD lectures and more educating folks on how to preserve the nation the founding father-esque way, if you will. Freedomsrisingsun.com. Well, with Dr. Bradley, we talked about the proud boys get bigger. As the police looked away, New York Times. Proud Boys accused of leading a mob. To Congress followed a bloody path to get there, they write. Anyway, it's a very interesting discussion because I'm telling you right now, uh, the Proud Boys are out of control. And Donald Trump jettisoned and disavowed the Proud Boys, as do I. They're violent. They have a history of violence. And I reject all violence, not just the violence of the left. They claim these are hard right folks. All of them, I jettison the left-right paradigm, people. Violence is bad. The only time violence is okay is if it's in self-defense and if it's um, a situation where uh, violence will prevent future violence. Let me give you an example. Somebody goes ballistic with a gun, and somebody uses a gun to stop them. That's not violence to begat violence or for violence's sake or to lord over one. It is really a desire to stop more violence, right? Whether the cops do it or whether a constitutional carry person does it or whoever, the good news is that they're standing up to prevent greater violence, okay? So self-defense, God-given unalienable right of self-defense is critical and vital in America and around the world. But uh, let's be very clear. The violence has got to stop it. I don't care which, quote, sector of labeling it comes from. We stand against it. Anyway, Trump stood against the Proud Boys, so do we. Now the Proud Boys get protection from the cops. Who gives them funding we ought to be digging into big time as well? Nevertheless, I digress except to say that Proud Boys, nobody agrees with these people. They're whacked out nuts. But the cops helped them. The government helped them from the local cops all the way up to the FBI, ladies and gentlemen. Now tomorrow we're going to have James Edwards on with me for two hours. He's going to chronicle some of the Proud Boy details of how they got their start, who they are, etc., etc. They're dangerous people, folks. And they ought to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for their abuses. By the way, out of the couple of hundred people that got arrested at the Capitol, we'll see how many convictions they really get. Many of them are innocent. But I say they're all innocent until proven guilty. That's proven by the government is guilty. But many of these Proud Boys, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> are bad people. And you know what? They need to be prosecuted. But out of the 200 that got arrested or so, 275, whatever the number is, a hundred plus of them are the Proud Boys. That's not a Trump insurrection. They say it's a Trump insurrection because they claim that these people are right wing. I submit to you that the Proud Boys are not right wing, folks. Okay? This is important to understand. This is important to understand. The Proud Boys are not conservative. Trump didn't agree with these people at all. It's a lie to say that he did. This is the news the networks refuse to use stuff. 
that I'm talking about, right? This is really important stuff to understand, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the Proud Boys are bad people, right? It's really important to understand this. Okay? Now, I'm telling you, the Proud Boys are bad people. All right? For example, Gavin McGinnis is one of the leaders, right? Who is that guy? Who is Gavin? Who are the Proud Boys? A little bit of understanding of who they are is really important, folks. All right? Gavin McGinnis, the Proud Boys aren't our people, aren't Trump's people, not even close. Right? All right. They say supremacists have um, seized the OK sign as their own. I don't even know what that means. Right? What the heck does that even mean? Right? Supremacists? Are the Proud Boys supremacists? I don't think so. But they say three more face charges. Yeah. Anyway, it goes on. It's a big old article. Okay? But I'm telling you right now, the Proud Boys are one of the great leaders of the insurrection. But the Proud Boys are not part of Trump. Not in any way. To suggest they are is a lie. Then they talk about the coordinating forces inside the mob. Right? We've got to stop these lies, folks, in the media. Suggesting the Proud Boys are the problem. Now, I'm not defending the Proud Boys. But are they the problem? I think they are. Now, you say, what, Sam? You just said they weren't the problem. Well, let me explain. Are the Proud Boys good? No. I believe they're evil. They've got a bad ideology. And are they wrong? Yes. Are they part of the problem? Absolutely, but they're not the problem. Why do I say that? Because the Proud Boys could be shut down as terrorists immediately if we wanted to. We could look at their violent acts on the local level and prosecute to the fullest extent of the law, and most of these people would be in jail for their crimes right now. But no, the cops looked the other way. All the way up to the FBI looked the other way. And now the Proud Boys have a lot of money. Where do they get it from? And they can appear everywhere. How do they get that done? And they um, have been kind of protected. So the biggest problem is not the Proud Boys, although they are a problem. I'm not defending them. I'm not saying they're good. They're evil. But when you say Proud Boys got bigger as cops looked away, it highlights the truth. Which is, how did all that happen? How did the Proud Boys get bigger while the cops looked away? The answer, the government is involved 
with the Proud Boys. The government is backing, endorsing, and protecting the Proud Boys. You say, how can that be, Sam? I'll explain it to you. Because when somebody gets beat up by a Proud Boy, the beat up person, the victim, is the one charged. That isn't even giving a soft sentence to a Proud Boy. That's protecting a Proud Boy, knowing full well of the truth, but blaming it on the victim. All right, this has got to stop. Proud Boys are evil. We'll talk about them in detail tomorrow. Move it on to the next immigration discussion on your radio. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California, who led a delegation of 12 GOP members on a tour of the border in El Paso, Texas Monday, blamed the influx in border crossings and apprehensions on the Biden administration's immigration policies and decision to stop the construction of the border wall. The Senate has confirmed Deb Holland, a member of the Laguna Pueblo tribe in New Mexico, as President Biden's pick to lead the Department of the Interior. Holland's confirmation marks the first Native American to be appointed as Cabinet Secretary in history. Three people were killed and six injured Monday morning when a driver drove into pedestrians near San Diego City College in California. A 71-year-old driver in a Volvo station wagon veered into the sidewalk under a bridge around 9 a.m. San Diego Police Department says the driver stopped and attempted to render aid to the victims. He identified himself to responding officers and was detained on suspicion of driving while impaired. USA Radio News. It's happened. Since Election Day, more than 5 million people have downloaded the free Newsmax TV app from their smartphone store. It takes seconds, and with the free app, you can watch Newsmax TV right away. Most cable news channels require a paid subscription, not Newsmax. You get real news whenever you want. At home, Newsmax TV is on all major cable systems, and it's free on OTT devices. Your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, Vizio, and Roku, YouTube, Zumo, and Pluto. Now, the free smartphone app lets you watch Newsmax easily wherever you are. So check Newsmax.com online for breaking headlines. Then go to the Newsmax TV app to watch the latest news with Sebastian Gorka, Dick Morris, Greg Kelly, Diamond and Silk, Michelle Malkin, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and so much more. Newsmax is already the fourth highest rated cable news channel in America. Everyone is watching Newsmax because it's real news for real people. Many of us woke up Christmas morning to the news there was an explosion in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. The FBI has released an update to the event. Dan Araki with the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. The FBI says the man who exploded a bomb in downtown Nashville on Christmas Day was suffering from paranoia and was heavily influenced by conspiracy theories. However, they don't believe that Anthony Quinn Warner was motivated by any social or political ideology. In a statement Monday, the FBI said that Warner had acted alone in building and detonating the explosive and that he chose the location and timing of the bombing so that it would be impactful but minimize the possibility of causing undue injuries. Dozens of businesses were damaged in the blast, but Warner was the only fatality. Three vehicles in the area were ablaze after the bombing. At least 41 businesses were damaged. One building located across the street from the site of the bombing did collapse. 14 spring training games today in Major League Baseball. The early games start at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. The last game starts at 10.05 p.m. Eastern. This is USA Radio News. 
promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we covered so much news in the last broadcast, Monday's two-hour live session, that we're still involved in the recap of that broadcast. Moving to the border, border crisis, quote, record numbers of migrant children are being held in grim cages, grim cage-like cells for longer than is legal. It's no coincidence, ladies and gentlemen, that as soon as Joe Biden took office, there was a huge surge of immigrants coming into our country illegally, let's be clear, illegally against the law. Some of them even wore Joe Biden shirts. Yeah. Emblazoned with the words, Biden, please let us in. A reference to a promise that he made. So when they crossed the border, they were wearing Biden, please let us in shirts. Joe Biden's own secretary of Homeland Security just admitted in a leaked email There's an overwhelming number of illegal immigrants pouring into America, folks. Reuters, believe it or not, even reports that Mexican leaders, including left-wing president Andres Manuel, fears that the Biden administration is stoking illegal immigration and creating business for organized crime. Now, that's an interesting thing. Stoking immigration, in other words, stoking illegality, and promoting crime. The border crisis, ladies and gentlemen, is so bad that the migrant facility is at 729% capacity. Children are taking turns sleeping on the floor. No showers. They can't get cleaned up. Unsanitary. Now, I asked you a question, ladies and gentlemen. How come when Barack Obama promoted uh, children in cages and uh, facilities that are problematic, no one said a word. He's the one that built a lot of that. How come when Donald Trump took office, they beat Donald up, saying that he's dividing families, he's evil, he's unkind to the children. And now Joe Biden takes office, and I don't hear much about the abuse going on. I don't hear much about the crisis. Although it is a crisis, I hear from alternative news sources and etc. states, leaders, border patrol, everybody but the president of the United States who remains silent, who's denying there's even a crisis. But while he denies there's a crisis, his credibility is destroyed because now Biden, or now Biden deploys FEMA to the U.S. border amid surge of team my teen migrants, so teen illegals. Now, why would you deploy FEMA there if there's no crisis? All right, why would you, with the Obama administration having children in cages and, and, and Obama and then Biden both having children in cages, if you will, why blame Trump in the middle but lay off the other two presidents? Because the mainstream press is dishonest and evil, that's why. Okay, they're peddling fake news like you've never seen before. Intentional. Fake news, though. It's not just opinion or differings in thoughts or beliefs or even different facts that you can cite, different pieces of the puzzle, if you will. It is intentional, dishonest, fake news peddling. Texas Senator John Cornyn 
said that Mexican cartels are making huge profits from human smuggling during the current border crisis. What people need to understand is these are criminal organizations, he finishes. Now, remember when Donald Trump said the illegals are coming across the border and some of them are rapists and murderers and drug peddlers and everything else, and we got to stop them, and everybody mocked President Donald J. Trump for telling the truth. They literally laughed and went, you're crazy, you hate Mexicans, you're a racist, how dare you say to the good people of Mexico and to the good people who want to come across the border for a better life, how dare you say this about them, rapists, are you kidding me, what a racist, and... And now we're finding out that is exactly as President Donald J. Trump said it was. Exactly like that, folks. Where is the accountability for the fake news spun by bureaucrats and professional do-gooders in the swamp? Backed by swamp drive-by media. Thank you, Rush. By swamp drive-by media. Okay, where's the accountability? Where's the comeuppance for their lies and their manipulations and their dishonest mocking of the President of the United States who is right and protected America? It gets worse. Now A.J. Louderback, a five-time elected Texas, Jackson County, Texas sheriff, told the Epic Times, so you got to go to places like the Epic Times, Breitbart, WND.com, and others for real news because the mainstream press intentionally deceives you. You, my fellow Americans, better turn off the press the mainstream and turn on news the networks refuse to use. Turn on the new media taking center stage while you can. Fund it, support it. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. We need your pennies to stay alive, to stay on the air. They're by hook and by crook and by dishonesty and by force shutting every one of us down. We need your support so we have the mojo to stay alive. Anyway, I digress. AJ Louder, or AJ Louder back, I'm sorry. He's the five term sheriff of. Jackson County, Texas, told the Epic Times that the Biden administration has dismantled every piece of the Immigration Naturalization Act. Now, who created the Immigration Naturalization Act? Congress, right? Who has the soul-making authority to make law, to change law? Answer, the legislative body, the legislature, right? the legislative branch. But Joe Biden has undermined and dismantled every piece of the Immigration Naturalization Act. See, Congress should be impeaching Joe right now. Why? Because he's dismantled their law. He has no authority to dismantle laws, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, they should be arresting Joe now. They should be prosecuting Joe and impeaching Joe immediately. But they won't. And the Republicans, you don't hear a peep out of those folks to do that either. You just hear Sam Bushman and A.J. Louderback and uh, a, a few people, right? He also drops a bomb, this A.J. Louderback drops a bomb saying that the feds are sending shock communiques to non-citizens. In other words, to illegals who are breaching our border. Okay. Um, so they get turned away at the border by the Border Patrol based on our laws, okay? But now the Biden administration is sending key secret communiques. The feds are inviting rejected illegals to come back 
Yeah, this is documented by Elizabeth Stauffer in the Western Journal. The Western Journal, one of the groups doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job as well, ladies and gentlemen. So I bring this up. You got a sheriff, you got a senator, you've got people speaking out, you got the Mexican president even opposing. Whacked out Joe. Joe is undermining our laws on the border, and he should be criminally prosecuted for his abuse. He's took an oath to uphold the Constitution for the United States of America and to protect America from enemies, foreign and domestic. And he's literally sending communications to illegals saying, please come back. I know that my Border Patrol turned you away based on the laws of this land, but I'm going to invite you back via special communique. Okay, this is criminal activity. The, the president does not have authority to undermine current law. He does not have the authority to set aside law. He doesn't have the authority to change or make law. Okay, he's in the wrong branch of government. He's the executive. He can't uh, create edicts like a king. But I don't hear any Republicans howling to the high heavens about this. We should be defending Donald Trump's position, and we should be rejecting Joe Biden's whacked-out undermining of the law, and we should be prosecuting and impeaching Joe, and we should be doing it now. But, of course, the Republicans, the feckless Republicans, remain silent, don't they? There's a few that are standing up, but the very few. The major- I mean, when's Mitt Romney going to beat up Joe on the border? See? Texas Governor Greg Agbitt is speaking out, though, and good for the governor down there. Border Patrol agents, quote, told me drug cartels are getting rich off Biden's border crisis. Did you hear me? Governor Greg Abbott says Border Patrol agents tell me that Joe Biden is wrong and drug cartels are getting rich off Joe Biden's stance. So he's undermining the law and now drug cartels are getting rich. Folks, where's the hearings? Where's the accountability? Where's the impeachment proceedings on Joe? Don't know. Republicans are just wimpy. <laughs> That's why I don't know that electing Republicans is the answer. Why aren't they standing with President Donald J. Trump on this and saying Trump was right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving to pro-life for the next segment. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Donate today. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. We could use every penny, and we promise we'll use it to grow our presence in the media and tell the tale of liberty like nobody's business. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. 
As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, this is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. The new media taking center stage, that's for sure for those who are, well, for those who have eyes to see and those who have ears to listen, right? <laughs> Texas Governor Greg Abbott doing a great job saying that drug cartels are getting rich because of the crisis created by Joe Biden on the border. Joe Biden undermining current law in America, and he should be impeached over it, but nobody's saying much except for me. I want to know why. Why aren't these people calling Joe on the carpet for his illegality, for his undermining of current law in America, right? Very serious. All right, why we must have why we must defend and protect the Hyde and the Helms amendments. Jonathan Abamont Population Research Council, POP.org. Now, Stephen Mosher has been on this broadcast many times over the years. Uh, POP.org, that's the Population Research Institute, does a phenomenal job. And we've worked with them for years, and we're appreciative of their leadership and their involvement, uh, really highlighting the problems of China, highlighting the pro-death agenda around the world funded by U.S. tax dollars and more. Uh, anyway, it does a great job. But this article is very interesting because it talks about we need to defend why we must defy the why we must defend I'm sorry the Hyde and Helms amendments. Okay, I don't know if you know what the Hyde and the Helms amendments are, folks, but they are amendments that have been passed a long time ago that protect pro-life. What they really say is, you know what, let's not spend taxpayer dollars on abortions. Do they do enough? No. Are they better than, you know, nothing by all means. We're going to take everything we can get, right? Anyway, the, the, the amendments are more complicated than I'm, than I'm simplifying, but suffice it to say, for a long time, Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives, whatever words you want to use for the divide they try to create, have kind of had an understanding that, look, we're not going <clears> to <throat> breach the Hyde and the Helms amendments. We're going to let those stand. And it's been kind of a, um, I don't know if I like this word, but it's a quid pro quo kind of a thing. And um, as a result, there's been more pro-life than without them. So it's good for the Hyde and the Helms Amendments, and it's good that they've kind of had a quid pro quota. Leave it alone. But now, under Biden's leadership, the Democrats are taking off the gloves, and they want to jettison, circumvent, 
water down, whatever words you want to use here, the Hyde and the Helms amendments. What would be the result? More taxpayer dollars going to murder, to abortion, and uh, more um, attack on life and using our tax dollars for that attack. Okay, folks, it has got to stop, okay? We have got to realize what's being done to us. Uh, the Democrats are going for broke on a variety of things. And I don't mean to focus on the Democrats uh, as a group, except for, you know, it's hard not to. Even though I don't believe in the left-right paradigm or the Democrat-Republican divide or any of those things, right? I don't, I don't think that's the answer. Um, but when most Democrats, almost all, if not all, vote for something, and most Republicans, if not all, vote against that, or maybe the vice versa is true, depending on the legislative piece in question or under discussion, um, it's hard not to think Republican-Democrat, right? Now, I know that Republicans want to score brownie points when they're not the majority, when they don't have power. They like to pretend that, oh, we're for the right, and they vote really well. But when it comes down to them leading and when they're in power, they don't stick together so well. They don't vote so well. I'll give you an example to make the point Obamacare. We could have put a death nail in Obamacare, socialist government health care, while the Republicans had the House, the Senate, the White House, and the courts, but they didn't do it. Now, they voted over and over and over at least 40 times to get rid of Obamacare when they were the minority, when they couldn't get it done. But the second they had real power to make it happen, they waffled. They had dissenters to the point where they couldn't get it done. Therefore, it's really difficult to decide who's who. It's really difficult to understand were they really trying to get rid of it or was it just showmanship because they knew that it wouldn't pass so they wanted to get brownie points as if they were for something that they publicly should be for and that the people expect them to be for but yet secretly behind the scenes they're against. I don't know. But I know this. They voted over 40 times to, to jettison Obamacare to stick a death nail in it completely. <clears throat> but then when they had power, they didn't do it. I don't know how or why. or I'm, I'm not a behind the scenes. I don't know all the answers. And I'm not really a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy realist. And when there's conspiracy evidence, then I take that evidence and look at it and say, hmm, maybe this is conspiracy fact. But in this case, I don't have any evidence or any knowledge. I just know the facts. The fact is they voted over and over and over and over to jettison Obamacare when they were the minority and couldn't really get it done. But the second they had real majority control to where they could have got it done, it never happened. Now, that's a fact. And to thank heavens for President Donald J. Trump at the time, he used his oath of office to say, Congress, this is wrong. You don't have authority to force everyone into a socialist mecca of government health care. You have legislative authority, but not to cross those lines of socialism. Therefore, I'm going to desocialize some of it. And he stopped mandates that were Really unconstitutional and illegal. Good for President Trump. But the rest of the Republicans didn't go along with him. If they had, we would have had a slam dunk, ladies and gentlemen, against Obamacare. Against, quote, socialized medicine, right? That's what I'm talking about. All right. Anyway, I digress. But I'm telling you, we got to defend that we got to defend the hide and the helm amendments and stand for pro-life folks. But the Democrats are coming for even that. Really, they're taking off the gloves and trying to remake America like you would not believe. It is, a, it is incredible, the abuse that we're taking right now. 
All right, the military's as whacked out as ever. Instead of being, you know what, military ready for anything that should come our way, um, you know, to protect America from enemies, foreign and domestic, the military had what they called a gender-neutral fitness test. And that gender-neutral fitness test was already kind of, pardon the phrase, dumbed down or simplified so that women could supposedly pass it. And they thought they had tweaked it a little bit to kind of favor women, et cetera, and transgenders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But now it's even worse. Why? Military stops gender-neutral fitness test. Why? Because females fail. Yeah, so even the gender-neutral test that's been dumbed down that they came up with, women are failing at an alarming rate compared to men. And so they're now wanting to stop the gender-neutral fitness test, and they're thinking about softening it even further. Or maybe making a different test for men and women. And if this isn't ammunition, if you will, virtually speaking, don't, don't go off and take my words out of context, okay? If this isn't anecdotal evidence, if this isn't where the rubber meets the road on such topics, if you will, I don't know any better example. When they say there's no difference between male and female, they jettison and deny God and science. But even if you go along with their dishonest lies, in my opinion, backed by satanic influence because God created us male and female. The gender reality is not a game. It's a scientific fact and a God-ordained reality. But if they deny all that and they say men and women are the same, you can wake up and just have gender fluidity or be called whatever you want or gender neutral and pretend there's no genders, this should stop them in their tracks for honest, moral-thinking people. When the military creates a gender-neutral fitness test and males can pass it pretty much all the time. I mean, there's failures for everything, right? But men who work at it can pass it. Women, for the most part, cannot. Now, is it that women are not capable? No. Is it that women are not good people? No. Is it that women are um, somehow inferior? No. It's that God ordained male and female to have different roles and responsibilities. And the male and female relationship is not a competition. It is not something that you can blur out of existence. It's scientifically uh, evidential reality, folks. Okay, Male and female are designed to be complementary to one another, not adversarial. God didn't mean for men to lord over women. Or to be superior to women. Okay, even the term fairer sex illustrates that women have a unique quality that men do not. This is not a battle of the sexes. This is not a blurring of the sexes. This is an acknowledgement of God created male and female as complementary to one another. And scientific reality backs that fact. Women are not as big, not as strong by nature as men are. It doesn't mean they're inferior. It just means they have a different set of talents that God has brought together for the blessings of family, for the blessings of, well, God God ordained men to be blessed by women and women to be blessed by men. 
as their unique traits come together in this great creation of God Almighty. Okay, But they want to deny this. They want to deny God. They want to deny science. And now, <clears throat> set aside God and science, now it's just a pure problem. Because the military is being forced to stop their gender-neutral gender fitness test because women are failing at an alarming rate and it's just not working out. And I don't mean to be rude, but I don't know any better way to pardon the pun, put it in the face of those who are, what, gender deniers? Binary male-female deniers? Look, you can have all the... I'm trying to think of the right word and being polite on the radio, ladies and gentlemen. You can have all the baloney you want to, but you know what? The truth shall make you free. And the truth is that the military is being forced to stop the gender-neutral games. I mean fitness tests because women can't pass it. That's why. Females are failing, folks, at an alarming rate, and they don't know what to do. Well, it just proves the point that I've been making with God and family and science and every other point. There you go. And if you want another feather in the cap to highlight why men that become transgender men and become women should not be participating in female athletics, this is exactly why. Because male and female are different and males are dominant when it comes to strength and power and size compared to females. That doesn't mean that females don't have other talents of equality. They do, without a doubt. But if you want evidence, there it is. So the military stops the gender-neutral tests and the gen gender-neutral fitness tests, while at the same time, <clears throat> people are starting to come to their senses and say, wait a minute, we can't have men in female athletics. That just won't work. By the way, a quick side note before the end of the hour. Senator Mitt Romney reportedly recovering from a weekend fall. Our prayers are with Mitt Romney. Now, I don't agree with him on anything, hardly, folks. I think the guy's a nutcase. But I am sad that he fell, and I hope he recovers well. This is the civility that we need to garner in America, ladies and gentlemen. I can disagree politically with a lot of people. But when it comes to personal issues, let's be kind and friends. If they're your neighbors, be gentle and kind. Be loving and forgiving. You know what? Say we disagree on this, but we can agree to disagree agreeably. We can be kind. So my prayers are with Mitt Romney. If he fell, I hope he gets better soon. And I hope there's less pain and more recovery uh, in his life and I also hope he comes to a census on politics, huh? All right, hour one of the can, two coming up, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. God save the republic. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, baby. And this is the broadcast for March the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Our goal to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, last hour, we talked about Texas Governor Greg Abbott saying Joe Biden's policies on the border. Border Patrol agents told me, says Greg Abbott, drug cartels are getting rich. These are the people that are committing rapes and drugs and murders and 
I digress, but there you go. Why we must defy, why we must defend the Hyde and Helms amendments. We talked about that pro-life. We also talked about the military stops, gender neutral fitness tests because women are failing at alarming rates. We also talked about Senator Mitt Romney, I guess, recovering from a fall over the weekend, our pressure with Mitt. I don't like Mitt politically. But again, folks, we need to really remember to be gentle and kind to one another. You know what? If Mitt's my neighbor, I'm going to bring him some soup and, you know, try to help out there. I'm going to try to see if we can't take out his trash for him or, you know, whatever we can do to be kind neighbors, right? Even though I completely disagree with the guy on politics, I'm telling you right now, (laughs) I have less respect politically for Mitt Romney than I do many of the Democrats that are absolute socialists. At least they're blatant about their socialism. At least they don't pretend they're a Republican. At least they're not rhino-esque. But yet I can be smart enough to step back and say, listen, there's a time to battle on politics and there's a time to set aside politics. And remember, we're all the children of God. And even if we disagree politically, big time disagree, we can still be civil to one another. We can still be kind. We can still be respectful. We can still be appreciative. We can still serve one another. We can still minister to one another. So if I was Mitt Romney's neighbor, I would bring him some soup or, you know, knock on the door and say, hey, I heard that, um, you know, Mitt had a fall and I hope he's okay. And is there anything we can do to help you guys? And, you know, we could be like that to one another, even though we completely disagree. I can be like that to Ocasio-Cortez, AOC. I can be like that to Barney Frank. I can be like that to Bernie Sanders. I can be like that to Hillary and Bill Clinton. We can be kind and respectful and agree to disagree politically with anybody, but we can also set aside those disagreements and become civil and kind. Anyway, I digress, but I think it's worth repeating. I know I highlighted that at the end of the last hour, but I also believe it's worth repeating this hour. I even wrote an article on the clearing call for civility back in 2015. If you look at libertyroundtable.com, you can probably find that article. We republish it from time to time and highlight it. In fact, we're putting together a website on this very topic as well in an effort to try to help people to get along and be kind and respectful and appreciative of one another. It's a great initiative that myself and the good Sheriff Richard Mack, who joins me often on this broadcast, uh, will be highlighting. So there you go with that. I thought I'd bring that to your attention. All right, folks, fake news. We got to discuss it, and we got to discuss it now. The WAPO, the Washington Post. What a bunch of, in my opinion, dishonest, journalists and i don't mean to be beat up on them i do mean to be civil but there's a problem civility doesn't require me to always ignore the truth civility uh, requires me to deliver the truth in a factual non-personal way okay so the difference would be i don't say bill clinton i hate you you're evil What I say is, Bill Clinton, I love you. You're a son of Almighty God. But I really absolutely completely disagree with your behavior, your actions. When you raped these women, all these women should be believed, Bill, according to the Democrats, every one of them. And every one of them should get their fair day in court, Bill. But they never have because your wife called them bimbo eruptions back in the day. And the president was protected like no other back in the day. So I disagree with Bill's actions and I think their his behavior is deplorable. Evil. Hostile. Criminal. But at the same time Bill I want complete accountability for your crimes. 
But I also pray for you, sir. And I hope that you can change your ways. Believe it or not, Jesus Christ can account for your sins too if you repent and let him, Bill. See, that's the civility I'm talking about. I don't need to attack Bill as a person. I need to attack the wrongs that he's done based on principle. All right, well, I digress, except for let's apply this to the Washington Post, shall we? The Washington Post now has been forced to issue a lengthy correction. Yeah. After published audio revealed, it misquoted former President Donald J. Trump. What are we talking about? Regarding his phone call with Francis Watson, the chief investigator of the Georgia Secretary of State Office. The report, first published back in December, accused Donald Trump of telling Watson to find the fraud and lauding her as a national hero if she was able to find any fraud. Now, while the audio did show Trump claiming he won the 2020 election and suggesting Watson would be praised after the right answer was revealed, right? But he did not say she'd be a national hero at all. He did also not say find the fraud. He didn't say that, okay? Instead, Trump urged the investigator to scrutinize ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, asserting that she would find dishonesty there. The correction, by the way, continues, folks. He, meaning President Trump, also told her that she had the most important job in the country right now. There you have it. So the New York Times even jumped on the WAPO, WAPO <laughs> Freudian slip maybe, the WAPO bandwagon. CNN also posted an article saying that Trump said, find the fraud. But CNN, the New York Times, and the Washington Post all got it wrong. And they lied. And how do we know? How do we know? Because the actual call got released to the Associated Press, right? Think about that. Now, they cited this source with knowledge that was associated with the Washington Post, all right? But the problem is it was an anonymous source, so no one gets to know who it is. And it turns out that the WAPO was wrong, and therefore the downstream <clears throat> fake news peddlers at the Washington or at the New York Times and CNN 
got caught in the lie. Okay? And uh, the problem with this whole discussion, folks, is we're not going to know who the source is. We're not going to get accountability or answers of what really happened. The WAPO is just going to say we had an anonymous source that was wrong. We're issuing a correction. And the New York Times is going to say, well, we looked at the WAPO and the WAPO was wrong and we're so sorry we got it wrong. And CNN is going to say the same thing. Right? But the problem is there'll be no accountability here for their fake news. Okay? There will be no accountability here. Because the WAPO will just say, golly, we got a source wrong. We're so sorry. Right? So there you have it. Think about that for a minute. There will be no accountability for that fake news. But that fake news was so damaging, ladies and gentlemen. The Washington Post issued a lengthy correction after published audio revealed that it misquoted. That's an interesting word. Former President Donald Trump regarding his phone call with Francis Watson. Now, <clears throat> folks, here's the problem that I have with this word. Misquoted former President Donald Trump. I don't think it was a misquote. I don't think it was a misquote, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? Because they literally changed the words of the phone call based on a, an anonymous source. Now, I don't know why we couldn't get the phone call then, but we can get the phone call now. That's a whole nother rabbit trail, right? But there are those who were there during the call. And they didn't speak up and say, that's not what I heard. Okay, this is a serious problem. The original quotes turned out to be fake news. Let's take a pause and continue in seconds with this incredible breakdown. Liberty Roundtable live with the honesty card, huh? Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? 
Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Ladies and gentlemen, so this WAPO article released that was absolute fake news. Now they're admitting it's fake news. Two months later. And what they're saying is we got duped by an anonymous source. So sorry, we'll make the correction. But I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that it's intentional fake news spun by the WAPO, carried out by CNN and the Washington or, and the New York Times. Uh, and why do I say that it's intentional? I'll tell you why. The original quotes turned out to be fake news, ladies and gentlemen. Headline says, correction. Two months after publication of the story, in other words, the fake news story by the WAPO, the Georgia Secretary of State released an audio recording of President Donald Trump's December phone call with the state's, that's the state of Georgia's, top elections investigator. Okay? Now, why would we uh, have the call released when it was debated back in the day, when they said Trump said this, 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 this? Why didn't the Georgia secretary or whatever of state release the phone call then? Well, because they say they didn't really have a copy of it. They thought they didn't have a copy, they claim. Okay. But then they eventually found the copy in somebody's trash folder on their computer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, how did it get in the trash? Was that a mistake? Everybody knows those calls are recorded. Don't they record with more than one source? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you're starting to smell the rat of an evil satanic fake news cover-up by the Washington Post in bed with CNN and the New York Times. Who knew what, when, where, how, why? I don't know because we don't have the facts. But we're starting to get more facts. Let me explain the facts to you as we know them now. Shall I? The Washington Post literally lied about what Donald Trump said. With no real evidence, just an anonymous source. They had no evidence. They loved to say that, without evidence. So they lied about what President Trump said in a phone call without evidence. They got caught lying. They claimed they didn't have the audio. 
they got caught lying again, and the audio was intentionally moved to someone's trash folder. And thank heavens it wasn't deleted, but it got discovered. And we're now exposing the reality. Either they only have one source of the recording or they're lying, but they should have multiple sources of high-level presidential phone calls. You would think that the Pentagon or the United States um, Justice Department or, um, I don't know, FBI, uh, Secret Service, uh, CIA, uh, I could keep going on, uh, <clears throat> Pentagon, somebody would record it on the president's end, right? But you would also think that the Georgia folks would record it for their own knowledge as well. So do you think there's only one source and they lost it? And then by golly, two months later, they found it in the trash in somebody's folder? Folks, at some point, there's a, there's a, a lie here going on. And how convenient. The WAPO has an anonymous source, by golly, and they can't reveal the source because it's anonymous. We don't even know who it is ourselves. And, but yet we trusted that, and we rolled forward with the story. And not only did the WAPO tell the story, but CNN jumped on the bandwagon. The New York Times jumped on the bandwagon. They painted this narrative forever, 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 to the point where anybody who spoke up against it was fake news, and now the truth comes out. Why didn't they find the phone call? Earlier, if they thought they didn't have it, why didn't they search and find it? They just stumbled across it. Golly, Gomer Pyle, we couldn't find that there thing. See, they're full of baloney. They're lying to you, folks. Intentional fake news. They got caught, okay? They issued a lengthy correction, it says. They misquoted President Trump. The original quotes turned out to be fake news. They weren't quotes at all. They were lies. I submit to you intentionally spun. Right? After they release the phone call, we get the truth. And this is another example of when they always tell you that Trump said this, said that, you better not believe them. Now it gets worse. You say, what, Sam? How can it possibly get worse? The answer is criminals know no bounds, ladies and gentlemen. Dishonest news reporters know no bounds. Remember, these are the guys that are saying Sam Bushman shouldn't be on the radio. Alternative talk hosts without, quote, journalistic education and credentials. They shouldn't be allowed to report the news because, by golly, they go into conspiracy theories and fake news. Oh, yeah? To trust an anonymous source as a journalist and to peddle that in the Washington Post and then have that mirrored to the CNN and the New York Times based on an anonymous source that they can't prove and that they don't have evidence for without reviewing the phone call themselves at the least is dereliction of journalistic duty and at the most borders on intentional criminal activity. Where it falls, I don't know. But I will tell you this, when you say, oh, golly, sorry, we had an anonymous source lead us astray, but you didn't do your due dilly on the story because you were so desirous to trap Trump, to get Donald, that you set aside your journalistic integrity of researching the who, what, when, where, why of a story, shame on you. That alone should get you fired. But I believe it's intentional fake news, and I'll tell you the next piece of the reason that I believe that. 
Number one, I believe that because I don't believe that they really lost the call. I think somebody buried the call, and the fact that it was moved to a trash folder on a computer hints at that reality. Furthermore, to think that there's not more than one source of the recording is ignorant, to say the least, as well. Um, furthermore, you know what? Why not ask other witnesses? Is that what was said? Who was on the call? Is that what you heard? Right? What about the other end of the phone call? Donald Trump said that's a misquote. But what about the other end of the phone call? What about uh, Francis? Right? Francis Watson. What about Francis? Why didn't she come? That's not what he told me. How come she didn't stand up and say, wait a minute? Is it a she? With names like that, it's hard to tell, you know? F-R-A-N-C-E-S. Is that a male or a female? I guess maybe a male. I don't know. Anyway, why didn't this person stand up and say, wait a minute, hold on. That's not a quote. I don't think Trump said that to me. So not only do you have a person who didn't stand up, but what about the other people on the phone call? Were, were they the only two on the call? Why didn't anybody who was on the call or familiar with the call um, stand up? If there was an anonymous source that was so sure that he deals with the call, there should be real sources that knew what was on the call. How come none of those people stand, stood up while the WAPO, CNN, uh, and all these people peddled the fake news? Why didn't somebody else stand up and go, that's not what I heard? Forget the voice recording for a second. How come none of those people stood up? Okay, so that's what makes me think it's intentional fake news. Now, I'll tell you another reason I think it's fake news. Are you ready? Listen carefully. <clears throat> this is serious. Okay, it's, it's her, that she would be a national hero. Okay, so Francis is a female. Now listen carefully. Democrats used a fake quote that was incorrectly attributed to former President Donald J. Trump during the impeachment trial. So not only did this fake quote, ladies and gentlemen, get perpetuated by the Washington Post, carried forward by CNN, and anybody who opposed it was into fake news, and these journalists... Number one journalist based it on an anonymous source without evidence. Then these other news organizations didn't do their due diligence either. They just carried the WAPO story as if it was fact. Okay, that is the height of journalistic irresponsibility. For one journalist to get an anonymous source, not to, to check it, not to double, triple source it. But then what about the other organizations that just trusted the WAPO and didn't do their own research either? All right, that's bad enough. But then you find out that it was a big lie. They got caught. Where's all the other people that didn't stand up? What about this recording? Are there more than one recording of this? Who kept silent about the other recordings? Who moved that recording to the trash? It's all intentional. And then now, now we find out the Democrats used that fake quote that was incorrectly attributed to Donald Trump during the impeachment trial. They literally took that as evidence in court, ladies and gentlemen. The court called the House of Representatives. What? Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. We're a very economically depressed community. We can barely afford to take care of the people that we have here in our community now. And as of uh, the second, Border Patrol advises us they're basically going to drop people off here and do sort of like this, and they're your problem. Gila Bend, Arizona Mayor Chris Riggs on Fox is perturbed the Biden administration's plan for immigrants at the southwest border is to just drop them off and let local jurisdictions handle their care. After more than 50 days in office, President Biden has yet to hold a news conference taking questions from reporters. It is the longest period a new president has gone without meeting the press in more than 100 years. The attorney for Derek Chauvin, the former police officer of Minneapolis, charged with the death of George Floyd, has requested for a delay and a relocation of the trial, pointing to concerns about the impact of the settlement the city had reached with the Floyd family. USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold saw gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals. Bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Alaroot Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit AssetStrategies.com. GOP lawmakers visiting the southwest border are warning Americans of the immigration crisis. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and 12 of his members are slamming President Joe Biden for a slow response to a spiraling humanitarian crisis on the southern border. Speaking from El Paso, Texas, a California Republican saying, We went through a new facility. It was built just more than a year ago. They built it with a capacity they thought they could never meet. A thousand and forty people to be processed. Today broke that record. Today they're beyond capacity. They're having to build into the parking lot a makeshift facility. Starting on April 2nd, the Border Patrol directive will be drop off immigrants in local U.S. towns and let them handle the influx of people. The Washington Post has issued a correction that said President Trump told a Georgia election official to find the fraud in Georgia. It was never heard in the recorded conversation and was made up in a story by the Washington Post journalist. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am live on your radio, hard-hitting news at your fingertips. So the WAPO literally lied. Okay? They set aside journalistic integrity. Intentional fake news, ladies and gentlemen. WAPO forced to print a large, lengthy correction. They said Donald Trump said things in a December phone call with Francis Watts. And they literally lied and got it wrong. And now the truth comes out and they're blaming it on an anonymous source. Oh, so sorry. We'll correct it. By golly. But you know what? Those lies not only made it from the WAPO to the CNN peddling fake news for months. And then when they say, well, we didn't know that we had the phone call recorded. We're so sorry. We thought we lost the recording. Oh, yeah. Then why is it in the trash in somebody's computer folder? Um, because they intentionally put it there. Why then uh, are we using these fake quotes? 
Democrats used a fake quote that was incorrectly attributed to Donald Trump during the impeachment trial. So now we find two fake news pieces, not only peddled by the mainstream press, but then used in the Donald Trump impeachment trial. Uh, Number one, fake news that this guy got beat up with a fire extinguisher, and that's what killed him. That's not what killed him. We don't even know yet. We're still investigating, right? And now the second one that Donald Trump made this phone call with this Francis Watts and said, hey, find vote fraud. We know it's there. Find it. You'll be an American hero if you do, only to come back. That was a lie, fake news. And really what Trump said is, I believe there's vote fraud there. Can you please look through the votes very carefully? You've got a very important job here to make sure the truth is known. That's really what President Trump said. I haven't heard the phone call, but I'm summarizing what now the released audio basically says and what the WAPU is admitting. I'm going to just start calling the WAPU now, okay? They're just absolutely dump news, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, just absolute fake news. Now, why am I so mad about this? Because these people are running around telling you that we don't have the journalistic integrity to report on the news. We better be shut down at every turn. And now we find out that their news stories literally fuel the fire for an impeachment of a president? These fake news pieces literally went into a trial of a president of the United States? These two points. One, this guy died because they the insurrectionists listening to the Donald, the lead insurrectionist, led a coup, led a, uh, an insurrection into uh, the Capitol and uh, beat a police officer up with a fire extinguisher and killed him. And now we find out that's fake. Isn't true. And now they talk about this phone call. Fake. It isn't true. But both of those facts made it into the impeachment trial, folks. Maybe what we need to do now is challenge the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump and say it was based on fake news lies and we overturned the impeachment. Can they impeach on fake news, folks? Huh? This is serious. Can you impeach? And then later we find out that a couple of the points of impeachment were literal, flat-out fake news. How much of the impeachment trial allegations were fake news? Are there more? Because every time we turn around, there's another one that pops up. Where's the accountability for the criminals along the way that made this happen? Who is this anonymous source that the WAPO and CNN and the New York Times, who were they betrayed by? Now, normally journalists want to keep their sources under the hat, which I understand the reasoning for this, to protect people. Whistleblowers get slaughtered oftentimes. Just ask Mr. Snowden if you don't believe me, right? However, uh, I bring this up because, just ask Julian Assange. Anyway, but here's the question. If this source, this anonymous source, is it anonymous to all of us or just anonymous to the journalist? Or what's the real story? Where do they get the information? Can we track that down and get to the truth? When you lie and it pedals in the news and you're forced to issue a massive correction, and then that news is used in an impeachment of the President of the United States, and two key facts are wrong. I think we should overturn the impeachment of President Trump. I think we should, uh, what do they call that, get an annulment on the impeachment? I don't know if those are the right words, but you understand what I mean. What we really have is a fake impeachment based on false facts and fake news and dishonest reporting. But, of course, nobody will speak out boldly about this but me. Everybody else will just, you know, 
Now, let me make sure that we really tie this to the real source, shall we? Shall we? Listen up carefully. Have you ever heard of Operation Mockingbird, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. Operation Mockingbird was a large-scale program of the United States CIA, or Central Intelligence Agency, that began in the early years of the Cold War and attempted to manipulate news media and co-op journalists for propaganda purposes. That's right. That's right. Now let's find out, ladies and gentlemen, about the details of the truth of Operation Mockingbird, shall we? Many people say that Mockingbird wasn't a real program, that it's alleged. It's a conspiracy theory. But when you see this happen, there's no accountability. The media went off. They're protecting their anonymous source. They apologize for, wow, a horrible misstep. But zero accountability, and now the president's impeached, and two of the key components or facts have been lauded as flat-out fake news. I believe this is intentional. I believe this is Operation Mockingbird at work. You think it died with the Cold War? Don't fool yourself, folks. Don't fool yourself. Operation Mockingbird is live and well. They might have changed the name to protect the criminals. Uh, it might be something else. It might be, but the principles remain, which is government in bed with journalists to peddle propaganda for their own intentions. What are the intentions? The deep state wanted to kick Donald out of office, and by golly, by hook and by crook, they're going to get it done. And they did. Whether it's a vote fraud, whether it's fake news fraud, whether it's impeachment based on fake news fraud, they're going to do it. And they did. Is Operation Mockingbird behind it? Or the genesis of? Or the, whatever you want to say, I say genesis, that would be before. What was it before? It was called Operation Mockingbird. What is it called now after the fact, after the Cold War ended and everybody thinks, oh, dodged a bullet on that. All right. Now it's hot war. Because good people like me are being shut down left and right. Because I'm not allowed to say something that might harm, right? The large-scale program, Operation Mockingbird, of the U.S., CIA, right? What about that? Right? What do you think? It began in the early years of the Cold War. Right? Is it still going on today? The question becomes, how can we, how can we investigate that and find that out? What they would say is, Sam, you're just engaged in a massive conspiracy theory, Sam. And my response is, I don't think so. When you literally have allegations of Operation Mockingbird, and those allegations have all kinds of evidential reality behind it if you study it, and then now in modern times, right when they're trying to get rid of the president, right around the election time, right when President Trump is challenging the election, multiple things come forward. Fake news, big time, by anonymous sources. 
golly, we got it wrong. But those fake news line items being used in the impeachment trial of President Trump. And then you have, uh, you know what? People go to the Capitol. And every Trump supporter I've seen is peaceful. Now, I agree there's bad apples in the barrel, no doubt about it. But literally 100 of the 275 people arrested, they're admitting blatantly now are proud boys. Well-known violent criminals. And they blamed it all on Trump as an insurrectionist. Although there's not a single charge against President Trump. All there is is the mainstream press peddling a dishonest false narrative. The people buying off on that false narrative because they don't know where else to turn. They trust the news services way too much. And then we find out that it's fake. President Trump has zero charges. In the House, he was impeached on fake news. And in the Senate, they came to their senses. I don't know how, but they stopped it. But there's zero charges against President Trump. They said that, well, after he gets out of office, there's going to be charge after charge after charge against Donald. He's a free man. He's fine. Republicans are filing to President Trump's door to discuss the future and his involvement in the future. Okay? They're all meeting at Mar-a-Lago and everything else. Okay? But this lie is just too much. And so you tie that to Operation Mockingbird. And are they mocking us right now as they stole the election? As they used fake news to impeach the former president of the United States? Do we have a massive deep state coup on our hands that put Biden in office? Ladies and gentlemen, the reality on this is gaining steam of the coup, not losing it. And the evidence I've just laid out for you. Do we have all the facts? No, we don't. We can't subpoena. We can't get documents. But I'm telling you, it looks so strange. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org.
I was at my local grocery store and I bought a honey bear. You know what a honey bear is, right? Well, did you know not all honey bears are actual honey? I know, right? Reading the label later at home, it's actually honey-flavored high-fructose corn syrup. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, real honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. Localhoneyman.com comes straight from beekeepers we trust, and you can have it shipped right to your door. We have so many different types of honey obtained when the beekeepers move the bees to where there are different plants. For example, there is a flower that grows in Oregon that makes the honey taste just like a marshmallow. Please go to our website to see our varieties that we offer. Go to localhoneyman.com. If you have any questions, you can text us right online. Come visit us at localhoneyman.com. That's localhoneyman.com. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Raw honey delivered directly to your door. Get a hold of Kurt Crosby to learn more. That's Kurt at libertyroundtable.com, 801-669-2211. You can call him and talk to him by voice and ask all the questions you want, or you can text him and say, please deliver raw honey directly to my door. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So there's so much going on in the news that it's shocking, folks. It really is shocking. And the mainstream press has proven their dishonesty. And now when Democrats use fake quotes in literally impeachment proceedings during the impeachment trial, it's gone to a new level, ladies and gentlemen. Was it intentional fake news? Huh? I believe that it was. I have an opinion to which I'm entitled to, okay? However, I'm asking the honest, open question. Intentional fake news? Operation Mockingbird comes to mind, folks. You can say that's a conspiracy theory. It isn't real. But you know what? When you see what just happened, they have done everything they can to get rid of the former president. You literally had an insurrection of people who were, I don't even think they're really associated with Trump, most of them. Uh, And you uh, literally used this to take down people like the Oath Keepers, mix them in with the Proud Boys, You literally, uh, the Oath Keepers have gone around protecting elected officials and protecting people in society forever, for years. And now they're supposed to be the chief insurrectionists. Maybe a few bad apples went rogue. I don't know. If they did, prosecute them. Don't misunderstand me. But as a whole, attack the Oath Keepers and then make sure that Donald Trump loses and then literally peddle fake news that gets used at the trial. And then I say Operation Mockingbird might have something to do with it. And they say, Sam, you're involved in a conspiracy theory. And I'm going, you folks are in denial. Right? Right? I don't know what else to call it. But if you deny Operation Mockingbird now and say there's nothing to it, we need to research and dig. Do I know for a fact that the CIA was involved in this? I don't know. But I know the WAPO and others have close associations with the CIA. All right, there you have it. We'll leave that for you to contemplate, shall we? One in four House members have opted not to receive the COVID-19 vaccine so far. Yeah, lawmakers have had access to the vaccine since December when shots were first approved in the United States. So what do you think? One in four. 
I wonder, uh, of those House members, how many of those are Democrats, huh? Yeah. So they've had special privilege to get the shots. And one out of four don't have them. Is it an oversight that they don't have them? Do you think, ladies and gentlemen, or do you think that they know better? Just wondering. Now, they'd be really mad at me for speaking out about this, saying, Sam, you're peddling fake news and you're creating mistrust in society for the vaccines and you're, um, you know, you don't have a degree. You, who are you to even speak out about this? And I say, I'm an American citizen with every God-given right to free speech that those who believe in the proper role of government should have. Okay? And I'm entitled to my opinion. And I furthermore have the ability to bring out facts. For example, Operation Mockingbird. For example, the fake news peddled by the mainstream press. For example, telling you about Border Patrol agents told Greg Abbott that, hey, the drug cartels are getting rich off Joe Biden's policies. And, hey, other nations are shutting down access to vaccines because the vaccines create blood clots. And the Israeli report from credible physicians where they say, hey, the COVID vaccine is killing people 40 more times likely to die from that COVID vaccine than from the COVID virus itself. That's not me telling you this as if I know. It's me reporting on the news. Could the news be wrong? Yes, it could. I could be in a CNN position where I get snookered by others. But I'm not doubling down and saying this is the facts as a reporter does, as a journalist does, as if they've done their due diligence to a story. I'm merely reporting to you the news the networks refuse to use. These are incredible news sources. LifeSite News is who reported it. And I'm reporting on their report. Now, CNN claims that they're journalists and they do, do their due diligence, and they claim people like me shouldn't exist because I don't. Well, I don't claim to. I never said I researched the Israeli study. I'm just telling you that there are physicians who have done so. I'm just telling you that there are people. I'll give you another example. I am telling you that there are people in Congress, in the Senate specifically, who have heard from a doctor. Dr. Corey is his name. And he has stood up representing a group of physicians who have used ivermectin as an inexpensive drug to obliterate the coronavirus. And he testified before Congress and begged Congress to do more research on this because he believes, well, he said this, I cannot just stand by. I cannot just stand by while this happens. Right? This is serious. All right? So I bring it up because it's important. I bring up Dr. Corey and his testifying before Congress about ivermectin. I bring up Dr. Roger Hopkinson from Canadian, from Canada, saying how evil governments were in their response to the COVID, how they overstated it, etc. 
I've highlighted all this for you. But I don't claim that I know the facts. I could tell you my opinion, and I do my best to articulate when it's my opinion, to which I'm entitled, right? But then I report on this other news coming out that you don't hear about in the mainstream press, and that's what they don't like about me. And I also call a halt to the con game. So one in four House members don't want to take the vaccine. Yeah, they've opted not to receive the COVID vaccine. You got to wonder why. Now prison guards throughout the United States are refusing to get COVID vaccination shots as well. They say as cases rise. Now, why would prison guards and a quarter of Congress, a quarter of the House, not be willing to take these shots? Huh? I don't know. Very interesting. The refusal by the prison guards has created great concern. That's interesting. Why aren't they concerned about Congress there? They don't mention that. The refusal by prison guards has caused great concern from public health experts, and many are worried that these actions will jeopardize the ability to control the spread of the cocoa. Prison employees just don't want the COVID vaccine. They don't trust it. Guys like me don't trust it. You say, why don't we trust it? I'll tell you why. Because Anthony Fauci has waffled over and over and over on these topics. He first said no masks needed. Then he said, well, I lied because we got to have masks for the healthcare workers. We didn't want you guys to take them all. And now he says you got to have masks. Well, now the CDC looks at three-foot rule. Research finds no difference in infection rates in schools that don't maintain six-foot distance rule. Think about that. So they've literally supposedly locked us down for a year, and they claim it's science. And when I say it's bogus, they say, no, it's science. And the truth is it's not science at all. The six-foot rule has no basis in science. And now they find out the six-foot rule might not even be necessary. Right? And they say the CDC is now going to look into it and maybe reduce the rules. Because they don't really think six feet is necessary anymore. Now the headline says Dr. Fauci announces on Sunday on CNN that the CDC is analyzing data in order to ascertain the possibility of reducing social distancing guidelines from six feet to three feet. That's according to Axios. Now, Fauci, don't you think that you folks should do the research and ascertain that before you use those numbers and claim they're scientific fact and jettison everybody who tells you that it's bogus and then you come back and say, we'll ascertain. Don't you think you should ascertain this a year ago before you locked everybody down, before you destroyed the entire economy? And they're telling me that I'm engaged in fake news when the top doctor jettisons every other medical professional and says, hey, got to have six feet at science. Now they say, wait, Anthony Fossey announces on CNN 
that the CDC is going to look into it and try to ascertain? Huh? Yeah. That's right. Wow. Announced on CNN. There you see CNN again, don't you? That the CDC is analyzing data in order to ascertain the possibility of reducing social distancing guidelines from six feet to three feet. They're going to do this, ladies and gentlemen, literally a year later after they've locked us down and claimed it was science the whole time. Because let me just tell you this. What if they find out the three-foot rule applies? What if they find out the three-foot rule applies? Hold, please. What if they find out the three-foot rule's fine? Then was it science? I would have to say no, right? So that means that Fauci lied to us and peddled fake news for a complete year. And they call me the fake news guy, huh? Wow. I'm telling you right now, we better stand up. Donate today. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.